0: jojo's world hey, hello everyone i'm one of your co-hosts liam s smith and i'm the other co-host nick ballantyne today we watched uh episode 12 of jojo's bizarre adventure the third episode of battle tendency the pillar man the Man. and it covers chapters 40- 54 to 57 the Man. the Man. he comes hello my name is john Pillarman. <laughs> actually you know what? i would be okay with my last name being Pillarman. it's a pretty good name i should probably explain the joke or should i no no? Okay, you get to guess on that That's one. That's a joke yeah. from off mic. Yeah, no. <laughs> Alright, so anyway. In this episode we start to learn a bit about the antagonists of part two. Who apparently are Pillarmen. They're like Pilarman, super su- superman double vampires. Yeah, they're like the Dio on steroids, apparently. Yeah. To the point where you're like, I'm sorry, are you still like even remotely human? Again, this part is the only example with like shonen power creep. <laughs> I imagine once they get past this part, they're going to be like, okay, maybe that was a bit much. Maybe we should bring it back a bit. We open in the desert. Very nice, thank you. That was my best attempt. Can I get like a coyote? (laughs) You know, I don't know what they sound like, but that was pretty good. It was a good coyote, trust me. So, Joseph is still motorcycling, and then he stops and is like, I feel like someone's been been watching me all day. What's going on here? And behind him, a cloak appears. (gasps) Out of nowhere. He goes and investigates. He throws it into the air and there's nothing under it. <gasps> but there's something on top of it, maybe? Uh, look, it's, it's best not to think too hard about these things. you just got to go with it, you know? Yeah, so he throws it into the air and then an arm and a knife shoot out from on top of it and I think miss him? Uh, y- no, they sort of seem to go through his hand or something. I got the impression he sort of blocked it by, like, sticking his arms out and sort of creating a... Oh, well, yeah. A circular block. Although he may have been hit, it's a very quick shot. If he is, it's only a very superficial wound at any rate. Yeah, it doesn't have anything. And then it. the cloaked figure we saw last time lands, and he's like, Not bad, you managed to detect me when I was using my stealth skills. Not even bats can do that. Bastard. Yeah. QOP. <laughs> any new ob- observances, um, re the OP? Oh, there was the theory that I told you about. Yeah, yeah, I want you to elaborate with because I didn't really get it. I forgot what it is already. Um, About, like, masculinity and... Yes! Uh, okay, so, there's the theory, slash, the idea of, uh, back in the 80s, I think, Twisted Sister sort of came around as, like, a big act. Sure. Um, and they, you know, up until that point, like, masculinity and, like, rock and metal had always been sort of... Ura. Yeah, that big, hulking, manly figure. So Stallone Schwarzenegger. In, like, yeah, so that's what you see in, like, part one, right? Right. And now we've gotten to part two, how do you one-up being the biggest, most burliest man you can be? And that is to reject that idea entirely and just dress up in women's clothing. And, and JoJo's gone beyond traditional notions of masculinity. Exactly. Exactly. Like, the most masculine you can be is to say, well, I'm cool being a lady. So, yeah, your argument here was that the OP is really colourful and flamboyant. Yeah. And has a lot of... It's not trying to be, like, grim and dark and, like, manly, you know? It's not trying to, like, be there because they're breaking stuff and, like, fires everywhere and it's all operatic. They're like, no, 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 it's it's a good, fun, frolic of a time. Yeah. You know? It's, Which just, I think it's fun. fair to say about JoJo in general. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're having fun in this one. And obviously, there's plenty more colours and it's a lot more vibrant. Yeah. More, uh, it's a lot more, what's the word? Not vivacious. Oh, maybe, yeah, vivacious. Let's roll vivacious. Sure. Sure. Fastidious. Uh, Fastidious. (laughs) Joking that we had over lunch. (laughs) That's the one word that you wanted last time. Yeah, to describe (laughs) Shroha's. Yeah, but, you know, it's less uh, conventionally of that era, manly. Because, you know, you had Schwarzenegger and stuff all like, yeah, I'm the biggest. And then you had Twister Sister come along and say, well, uh, good for you. Twister's Sister, David Bowie. Yeah, they're like, good for you, but we've got our own version now. So. Mick Jagger. Yeah, exactly. Like all those sorts of uh, weedy figures that <laughs> had their own interpretation on it. And this Jojo, very obviously, is getting his own interpretation of it. And it's really cool. Okay. Yeah, but yeah it's an interesting observance. There you go, everyone. That's my tidbit of the day that meant anything. <laughs> So, back into the episode proper. Yes. We find out that this uh, this fella who's accosting our man Jojo is uh, SS Commander Donovan. Now, Donovan is the name of a uh, a Scottish singer who sort of came about in the uh, mid-60s. Okay. And uh, hits that you may, you probably won't recognise by name, but may recognise, if you heard, include uh, Mellow Yellow. Oh, I know Mellow Yellow. hurdy-gurdy man. The- okay, don't know that one. And uh, Catch the Wind. So I had a bit of a brief lesson in preparation for the episode and he sort of reminded me of his sort of folk rock type stuff. It yeah. sort of reminds me of the very early David Bowie, yeah, sort of pre-Space Odyssey, yeah. pre-Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, they do call him Mellow Yellow, so you'd sort of expect that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So in the dub, he's like, by your accent, the cut of your face and your smell, I guess you're German. Your smell? Yeah a German smell. Okay. I think he's just insulting him. I mean, at this point, probably quite so, bloody. again, he's doing that sort of Sherlock Holmes sort of immediately sizing you up and learning yeah. everything about you. Deducing. Logic. Yeah. Reason. All that stuff. So they start fighting. Well, it's a pretty fucking fast fight. Yeah. If <laughs> they, they, they start, start and fighting. stop fighting. Donovan jumps into the air and Jojo throws his rag back at him and tries to punch him through it when he's blinded. But he doesn't punch him. He punches a cactus that's in there now. Oh! <laughs> and, you know... We didn't see the cactus at any point, but apparently there's a cactus. Yeah, so he gets a fistful of cactus needles, and then Donovan sort of flips out over the cloak again and knees him in the face, and he falls down. Right next to another cactus. Yeah. Which will become important very soon. So Donovan starts gloating. He starts doing that thing where it's like, wow, Jojo, you suck. And then a few seconds later, it's going to be like, oh no, I suck. I <laughs> suck. I think his exact words in the sub were VICTORY! Yeah. He steps on his face and starts being like Now, repeat after me. You're going to come with me and tell me everything I need to know. And Joseph is like I'm going to come with you and tell you everything you need to know. It's <laughs> like, Jedi mind tricked him. <laughs> no, he's just threatening him. Um, yeah. But then the cactus starts sort of bulging in a strange manner. Part of it seems to be going somewhere, yeah. but not quite right. <laughs> Jojo's like, get in there and take a real close look, why don't you? And Donovan's like, okay, that seems like a reasonable, yeah, I reasonable how, request. I love how Donovan's like, hey, what he like, the hell's up with this thing? Puts his hand on his chin and like, leans in real close. <laughs> Yeah, this seems like a good idea. This seems like a very odd cactus to be examining, and then it explodes. Not like I'm under any immediate threat. I may as well just sort of have a real good gander at it. Yeah, so then the cactus explodes in his face. Yeah, he gets needles all over him, even on his tongue. Oh, the brutality of this episode knows no (laughs) bounds. And then Jojo, like, kicks the crap out of him or something, and is like, Now repeat after me, Herr Donovan. I promise to tell Joseph Joestar everything. (laughs) flawless. And then we cut to him, oh, he learns that Speedwagon's alive and he sheds a single tear onto his goggles, which doesn't evaporate immediately, but it certainly evaporates once he puts them back on. Yeah, disappears in the next shot. He vows to bring Speedwagon home and make Arena happy. And then in the final shot as he's rolling off into the distance, we get uh what's his name? Donovan attached to a cactus upside, upside down. down just going, "Don't leave me." Yeah. And that's the last we'll ever see of him. I think in the manga, he might leave a note on him saying something like, Hey, Adolf. <laughs> I could be wrong on that, though. Hey, Adolf. Um, your friend here. He tried to kill me, but then got hit by a cactus. So, peace. So, that's like the level the, the mid-boss of this level of Jojo. <laughs> oh, man. No challenge. Right. No challenge. Nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, no. So, then uh, he heads off to the German base. Yeah. So, we get a, meanwhile... <laughs> deep underground the mansion villa thing. Yeah, they, they've pumped the blood of five of the prisoners into Pillow the pillar man. man. Yep. I, don't, I don't want to think about how they extracted it. Oh, probably murder, but yep. yeah. Stroheim's gargling again. Yeah, this time I'm like with you on the weirdness of it. Yeah. At first I thought, oh, because, you know, Speedwagon's wagons. he's torturing him, you know. Now I'm just like, why did he do that? He seems a bit obsessive about, like, hygiene. Yeah. So everything needs to be in order, I guess. Let's not go down this path again. <laughs> Speedwagon's like, don't do it. You have no idea what he's capable of. The pillarman is the pillarman. Yeah. And then Stroheim's really arrogant. He's like, uh, don't worry, we've got him in that observation room with twenty meter thick iron walls and flamethrowers and me- landmines. Fifty centimeter thick iron walls, please. You sure? Yeah. It was fifty centimetre. I feel like at some point there I read the I read or heard the words twenty metres. Oh no, I think he's raised twenty meters off the ground. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Which is why he falls and like yeah. what? I think again oddly specific <laughs> very oddly specific yes. dialogue but this time it makes more sense because you're actually talking about like dimensions yeah however still very oddly specific So, the um the pillar shatters <gasps> what a man falls out of it and his skin stops being rock colored and becomes flesh <gasps> oh and then we get a really weird shot of Stroheim laughing well, yeah but first let's let's talk about the man okay, okay so he's right. So guys in JoJo are buff. They are very buff. But this guy, I feel like he's kind of on another level, Ari, the buffness. <laughs> okay, the first thing we see of this guy is he slips and falls. Yeah, he falls his hand up. Stroheim laughs at him. And then he immediately gets up, cracks his back. Yeah. Cracks his neck and does like this pose. So he has um, horns. Yeah, he has horns. He has like, long red hair. Yeah. He he does this pose that's it's like a bodybuilder that, it, like he's showing off his pecs and his abs, which he has eight of. Yeah. Because hey, why wouldn't you have an eight pack at this point after sleeping for two thousand years? Uh, he has a small tattoo under his eye. Yeah. That's like blue and looks very aztec techy. <laughs> Probably depends what lighting you see. And then There might yeah. have been a color shift when we saw it blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those like thinking moments. Yeah. But yeah, he looks. Sick. (laughs) Very much like the epitome of Aztec buffness. Yeah. So Stroheim decides to name him. And he has the best possible name. Mm -hmm. In the sub, it was like Santvieso. Sanviento. Sanviento. But as we know him, he is Santana. Yeah. And I want to talk a bit about that name change. That's a really interestingly thought out one, I think. Mm -hmm. Santana, well,. There are these winds in Mexico and California. They are either known as the Santa Ana winds or or some reading that I read disputed that um they're known by the locals as the Santana winds originally and then when the Californians arrived that was gradually corrupted into Santa Ana. Uh. And in Spanish, uh Santana and Santana means saint. Yep. And uh viento means wind. So then the name San Viento, yep, more or less implies saint of wind okay i'm following you but uh sure okay saint of wind more or less so like the saint of nature no it's there's no meaning behind it in the story (laughs) it's just yep okay just a uh a clever means of arriving at a a name change that means more or less the same thing yeah interesting saint of wind Hmm. Okay. Anyway, I think I'm, I'm, I don't speak Spanish. They're but dry, uh, so you know. That's what my research has led me read, led me to believe. If any of you speak Spanish, let us know. So tell me about Santana. Okay, Santana may be one of the finest guitarists to ever grace this earth. Okay, uh, he is legendary. Hence, two thousand year old Aztec man, probably a fitting name. Uh, Santana sort of followed in the footsteps of uh, people like Led Zepp and whatnot, but he crafted his own niche where he took. Oh shit! Was he from? Oh, God. Like, sort of that Latin American sound. Yep. And then cultivated a sort of rock edge in that. Right. So, he's... So, he has like, classical guitar influences? Uh, no. He's sort of more the more the Latin than the classical. Let's put it that way. So, okay. if Led Zeppelin, if you think Stairway to Heaven, that's very much like a like chord progression. Right? Yep. Santana would take that chord progression and make it funky. He would get in that groove, and he was all about it. Even though he could shred like a madman. <laughs> Uh, He would, like, never miss a note. He would do amazing tremolo stuff. He'd just sort of, you know, he'd work that neck. But he'd do so in a way that would, like, pay homage to where he's from. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he always knew what his roots were. Okay, cool. And so he'd sing stuff like Black Magic Woman. uh, That's sort of, like, the big one. There's one song that I can't remember the name of that's fantastic. But, you know, he sort of did a lot of that, like, demon woman sort of stuff. Okay, right. Not in, like, uh, yeah, All Women Are Bad. Like, in a... Yeah. Spooky. This is the 70s sort of way. (laughs) Where he's just like, have some fun, play the guitar, do some stuff. Uh, And he was damn good. He was damn good. All right. One of the most influential guitarists of all time. So, seems fitting. Cool. If none of the other Pillermen, because I assume there are more, right? There have to be more. Huh? What? Uh Well, Pillarman equivalent in future parts. Yeah. They're probably going to be called like Hendrix or... (laughs) Otherwise, Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, big guy. Yep. Although, little man. Yes, remember? I saw a picture of him. He's, He's quite small. He yeah. always wears a sweet hat. Was it, Is it sweet, though? Well, I mean, it was sweet when he first started. All right. Okay, so, the episode. Yes. So, he, he looks like kind of a goofball, and uh, Stroham starts laughing at him. It's like, look at this big-ass goofball. Yeah. Can't even walk. In the derby he says, the ultimate organism, more like the ultimate idiot. Really? Yep. Really? You couldn't have thought through, like, a better wording. And then they proceed with the experiment where they release a mask vampire into the chamber. So again, this is a man who theoretically has all the abilities as Dio. He goes in, he, he looks weird. He was apparently a, uh, a toothless, frail old man a few days ago. And they put the mask on him and now he's like a big old buff vampire man with a weird face. Yeah, he has like jewels on him and stuff. Uh, yeah, and like face paint. Mmm, very odd. So he goes in, and they haven't fed him today, so he's probably quite thirsty. So he runs up and tries to stick his fingers and mouth into um, Santana. Little do they know. And at first it appears to work. But then... But then Santana sort of starts pulling him into his body. And eating him by absorbing yeah, him. He physically absorbs the vampire like until there's nothing left, because that's how they feed. They, yeah. this, this sort of description doesn't quite do it justice. He feeds him while making a lot of crunching noises. Yeah. Even though he's not using his mouth... Or his hands, he just sort of does... He sort of pushes them in, and then a lot of crunching happens, and he just sucks them in. So, to part the kimono a bit, and uh, give you some information we find out a bit later... Sorry, part the kimono? That's a figure of speech. Is it? (laughs) Yep. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) Um, The Pillar Men created the vampires because they feed on people like that. I But vampires being, in this universe, more advanced versions of people give them more... Nutrition, yep. essentially. yeah, Or energy. That makes sense. So that's why Stroheim's like, but then he'll absorb his mass and then get his energy. Yeah, he absorbs 100% of his energy. Santana's there, and Stroheim's like, well, we don- still don't know if he's smart or not. And then he looks up at him in the viewing window, and he quietly mouths, Stroheim. And Stroheim is freaked the fuck out. Yeah, and that's halftime. Who is this mysterious pillarman? Who is he? Is he us? Nope. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the answer. He's not us. He's the Pillarman. So uh, after half- the halftime break, we get got some more Crunchyroll ads. Okay. Mostly it, for milk today. Crunchyroll, can you just okay? If anyone from Crunchyroll is listening to this, all none of you put some variation in those ads, man. We got some anime. We got some ads for Crunchyroll today. Yeah, that was very weird. Including one for High School Girls Flying Club. Okay, now that one I'm genuinely curious about. We had milk every single time during this one. Yep. But for the last episode, it went milk, crunchy roll, milk, crunchy roll, and then in the next part, it was just like, credit card, milk, crunchy roll, crunchy roll. We were like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's decent. Yeah. Anyway, so back from the break, Jojo is like stalking the Nazi facility. He's like, my cactus pal Donovan told me that the, the facility was in this villa. He can be trusted. Now this- He was a Nazi. This is an uncomfortable scene for a number of reasons. Go on. So the Nazi guards are having the local women bring them provisions. Ah, yes, this bit. (laughs) Yeah. And there's like, now we have to frisk you. Creepy noise, creepy noise, creepy. Rot row. So they're sexually assaulting them. And he's like, don't look like that. Smile when I frisk you. And so they kind of have to smile and you're like, ooh. And the next one's like, smile, lift up your skirts. And then as soon as they smile and lift up their skirts, and as soon as he's not looking at their faces, they look very unhappy. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't looking at their faces for very long. No. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable scene. So, uh, yeah, war. Probably not the best time. No. Um, and then Jojo shows up in drag. <laughs> now, in the dark, he's like, all I've got under my skirt is more to kill a big boy. <laughs> so, I feel like... <laughs> that would fool anyone, wouldn't it? Yeah. I feel like maybe this isn't part of the story that's aged so well. I'm not sure. No, I think... It's fine given Joe's sort of playful attitude. Yeah. Because like, if you go see drag now, it's still like there are a whole bunch of people who are like, no, nah, drag is my outlet, and then you still get people like, at the end of the day, I'm a guy in a dress. Yeah. Well, I mean, drag is in an interesting spot, and we we obviously don't have any real expertise or authority in this matter. Yeah. I don't think either of us have really dragged. No. Um, of- but I have heard some criticism of like men dressing as women are in movies and stuff uh, yeah. for a joke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- I've heard some criticism of that from, like, LGBTI. Because it's great. like, you think that women are a joke and it's like... Or that trans people are a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's also like, well, no, it's like part of the joke is that the institution of even having to be yeah. part of that, like, little norm is ridiculous. So if a guy wears a dress, it's like, well, why is it a joke? So yeah. I, th- I think perhaps the best move yeah. for us is to just acknowledge that perhaps... That maybe that bit hasn't aged so well and we'll just move along because we don't have really the perspective to plumb into it any further yeah no We if we did we'd just be like yeah so I mean it's alright yeah all right. <laughs> Um. so the Germans immediately see through his disguise and like shocking we know <laughs> shocking they're about to shoot him and then they start like he's like no please don't shoot I'm not moving and I've got my hands in the air all right, damn, you Germans are so smart. You saw through my disguise immediately. And then they start like mocking him and saying, like, Of course like, we did. You look like an ox. Even my sister isn't that ugly, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then Joseph loses his temper again. <laughs> and then I think he puts hum on through the glass. The uh, bottles of tequila. Yeah, into the tequila to make the tops pop off Onto some coconuts. Yep. Some some coconuts that just happen to be nearby in the Mexican desert. Well, I mean, it's near a villa, you know. True, true. But then they land on their hard hats. Yep. And then knock them out. No, but he also kicks them. Oh, yeah, and he kicks them in the face. And and they they shout tacos. Yeah, now... I don't know. I don't know. Like, they're like, oh, no, tacos. In In English, it's ouchies. (laughs) Of course it is. But, like, tacos. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was... A real bad mistranslation on one guy's behalf. Perhaps, yeah. Where he's just like, oh, tacos, that means, ow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course we can use tacos. And then now we look at it and go, no, not quite, but... So then we we cut to him having dragged their bodies around the corner like Solid Snake um, and stealing their clothes. Now, I've raised this point with you. Why did he take both of their clothes? Well, one of them was kind of tall and one of them was kind of broad, so maybe he needed, like, the pants of one and the jacket of the other. Okay, but then why did he take the shirt off of... Okay, why were both of them only in their underwear? To hinder them. Ooh, now there's a good point. Yeah. In the dark he's like, well, that was disappointingly easy. If I can get this thing to fit, these uniforms should do nicely. (laughs) So he was in control of the situation all along. Dun-dun-dun. I mean, next you'll say, of course he was. Of course he was. (gasps) Oh my god. So back in the lab. (laughs) Back in the lab. Santana's vanished. Mysteriously. The Nazi scientist is cowering at Stroheim's desk being like, I only looked away for a second. You were here. We were all watching. Where could he have gone? He was gone. Then he tries to pick up his coffee and drink it and uh, Stroheim smashes it away. He's like, this is no time for refreshments. (laughs) I just love the vigour that he says that with. But at the same time... This is no time for refreshments doesn't come across oh, as a um, heating in the so. dub he's like, put that coffee down. So he yes. smacks it out of his coffee hand. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> and then his strategy, which I think shows a lot of foresight, is not to open the door and send some guards down to investigate. Mm-hmm. It's just to cut off all the oxygen in the chamber. To be fair, if you cut off the oxygen first, he'll breathe all the oxygen and then he won't. It's he'll true. More oxygen. Assuming he breathes oxygen in the first yeah, place. we have no idea. We know vampires don't. Yeah, no, they, they just keep going. So, you know. Yeah. German science, pretty shitty. <laughs> German scientific method. But they get results. They do get... Well, well. Let's, not, like, let's not get into this again. Just <laughs> like, they get results, do they? Well... Hmm. A soldier brings out a old reel-to-reel uh, video yep. footage to see what happened. Which, I mean, that happened fast. Yeah. That happened real fast. Maybe German science did get results. Who knows? So they all sit down and watch a movie. Gather around, gather around. Speedwagon is in the back going, You fools. He's basically just like at a low state of nervous tension for this whole episode yeah. in his wheelchair and full body cast. He's the old guy that's like, You idiots. You should have known. I knew yeah. this was coming all along. Your hubris. Your arrogance. You didn't know, but I did. For some reason, I knew. How does he know? He looked at it in the cave and it filled him with fear. But like, he's got so much information. It's like, how do we know? We know like? from part one that he can smell trouble on people. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, true. True. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Ish. Very ish. Dio smelt the worst he'd ever, he'd ever smelt. Maybe this guy smells even worse. <laughs> Maybe he smells of 2,000-year-old without taking a shower. <laughs> they watched this footage of the guy, which, might I say, very well cinematographed. Yeah, a lot of different angles. Really just following him and panning along. I I, I would imagine that uh, the the walls of the chamber are full of cameras, and then they took some time to cut it together into a nice little Gehera dark before they yeah. brought it out. After all, Stroheim wouldn't have it any other way. No. They watched this video of uh, the Pillman, a.k.a. Santana, Jumping off a wall, and then we see all of their shocked faces. Yep, and they go, "What?" But that can't be. He doesn't so much begin dislocating all his joints as he just begins crushing every bone in his body yeah. to fit through one of the four by twenty centimeter vents. Yep, which oh boy, <laughs> even that got me. I was like, "Oh God!" I had a job as a contortionist once. I had to dislocate. Uh, Did you actually? I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, alright. I yep. dislocate my joints and fit into uh, really small spaces. uh uh-huh. And I gave it up after about a week, because I just couldn't get into it. I'm out. I can't do this. Goodbye. <laughs> These jokes, they're too much. <laughs> um, so... How they... long have you been sitting on that for? Moments. <laughs> there's a joke here, there's a joke here, there's a joke... Ooh, there is a joke here. So, they realise that because he heard Strohan's name before, he must have heard it through the vents, so... The vents connect to the room they're in, so he must be coming for them. What? And Strahan's like, showing a surprising amount of care for his underlings for a a Nazi commander in fiction. It's like, you, you're in danger. Get away from that vent. I mean, to be fair, he's probably quite utilitarian about it. It's like, you, get away from that vent, so then he can take you first. No, get away from the vent. Don't go near it. No, no, but I mean, like, if he's just like, okay, I need as many meat shields as possible. No, but he's saying the opposite of that. No, I mean, he wants the meat shields around him Uh, so they can shoot him while. No, I don't think he's that sort of guy. All right, all right, fine. The guy, rather than getting away from the vent like he's told, is like closer to it. There's a noise in this vent. What was that just now? I'm a Metal Gear guy. However, on the plus side, he does grab his gun. Yeah before moving towards the vent. For all the good it does him. After being specifically told, get away from the vent. We see a purple glint of eyes in the vent and then Santana's big dislocated body jumps out and starts going into the guy's face. And smushes into him. I guess it must be going into, like... His nose? Yeah, or his eyes. Something like that. Because he's talking about how he can't see. Yeah. Oh, true. But it looks looks more like he's going into his nose, I think. Either way. Same result. So, first the guy is sort of wandering around. He's like blind and terrified and is like, Major Stroheim, what's going on? I'm all blind. You're not going to leave me, are you? (laughs) Oh no, I'm blind. Well, too bad, son. (laughs) Stroheim, Speedwagon, and the other Nazis are... Notably perturbed. Looking on shocked horror. Yeah. Then the guy's body gets all like... It starts to contort and expand in weird ways. Until it becomes a bulbous, weird... Bulb. Yeah, like his... His stomach is out to, like, a good couple feet. Yeah, and his clothes explode off. At least his shirt does. His legs are warped. Yeah, His arms are decrepit. And he's like, I'm not sure what's going on, but i felt the best I've felt in a long time. And I'm pretty sure that's still the Nazi talking at that stage. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you're... Well, we'll get to that soon. But, yeah. So there's a sort of element to body of body horror to... Yes. Santana's antics in this episode yeah just a bit (laughs) it's even when I was watching I was like oh god oh god it's kind of creepy hot damn I mean this is this is a step up so I guess he's sort of doing what he did to the vampire to this Nazi but from the inside out yeah see that was my thought as well it's like oh so he's inside of him and he's just eating him from the inside so they all decide to start shooting at him um, doesn't go very well. Nope, doesn't really do anything. Uh, he just sort of gets back up. And then he points points his finger at them and they're like, is it like a pistol? Oh, no, no. He's, he's not thinking too hard. He's just an animal. He's just mimicking us. If he's just mimicking us, then we can use him. Yeah. When he spoke before, he just said your name. I guess he heard it through the vents and was mimicking you. Mm. But then the Nazi's jaw falls off and he starts speaking in a voice that he wasn't speaking in a minute ago. It's like a weird double voice. Yeah. And, uh, he says like, which one of you was fool enough to disturb my slumber? Shit, Stroheim, you done fucked up. Yeah. You, who And then he shoots them all. No, he doesn't do that yet. He shoots a couple of them, I think, at this stage, th- uh, with the bullets they shot before back out of his fingers. Yep. Uh, one of the Nazis goes down right through the head. A, a Nazi behind Speedwagon is like, you have to go, sir. Or I'll take you out of here. In the dub, he speaks in a in a really fake German accent. <laughs> <laughs> he has an alarming amount of hair for the Germans. Yeah. Brown hair. Yeah, it's sort of poking out a bit, mm-hmm. like someone we already know. Not- At this stage, like Santana, sort of begins to emerge proper from the ma- the man's body. Not emerge so much as walk from. Yeah, he just his skin sort of erupts. You see a shot of his leg, mm-hmm. as a leg walks from the leg. And there's just, like, flayed skin. Yeah. Ever quick on the draw, Joseph acts with lightning speed and runs up to Stroheim and rips out a chunk of his hair. (laughs) And he's like, you won't need this. I'll only hurt for a second. Ow, ow. Uh, Grabs the hair and then... Fills up with Hamon as the guitar riff. (laughs) Kicks (laughs) it. Uh, and then he puts up a hammon hair barrier. Yeah, so it fills the hair with Hamon so it turns into, like, rigid spikes. Uh-huh. And then as uh, Santana opens fire again, he throws it all into the air and it forms a barrier against the bullets. And Speedwagon's like, oh, it can't be! That brashness! It's Jojo Joestar! My god! And there he is. And then, the yeah, and then the end of the episode... Oh, hang on. Yeah, then About" starts playing. It's so hype. And like, there's a standoff where the only people I think that are left are uh, Stroheim, Speedwagon, and uh, Joseph. Yep. And they're standing on opposite sides of the room to Santana, who's looking at them. Then Joseph's like, you're going to lose your hair if you're not careful, Mr. German army man. That felt like sandpaper. You should consider investing in a decent moisturizer. <laughs> and then he's taking off the, um, the German military jacket. And we see a shot of him over the shoulder where we see the star-shaped birthmark on his shoulder, and he looks into the camera over his shoulder, and CPR, to be continued. Dun, 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 yeah. Oh, he also says in the dub, I'd have been here sooner if I knew what kind of party was going on. <laughs> God damn it. Joseph, you playful frolic. So that's the episode. Holy fuck. Holy <laughs> fuck. There comes a point where like everything that happened before this point made sense. And then this episode happened, and I was just there going, "Yeah, whoa, this is uh some intense, yeah, some intense nonsense." I just you sit there and you go, "Wow, okay, well this is real, this is a thing." So uh, highlights, lowlights. Um, God, I have to say the bit with him crunching his bones to get through the vent is just, your highlight. Yeah, just because when you see it, you're going, "Oh, damn." Oh damn, and it really perturbs you. It's like one of the few things that got to me. Though, yeah. Like, oh, oh, he's willing. Oh, like it's not, na- it's not natural to crush all your bones to fit through a vent. No, I would say probably Joseph revealing himself at the end. Like he, he's just <laughs> get hyped. I feel like most of my highlights for part two are just gonna be Joseph does something really fun in this episode. Yeah. Oh man. And lowlights? Um, I'd have to say, uh, the German guy at the start. Donovan. 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 No, nothing really happened there. It yeah, was just, it was just like, "Yep, I'm here." Oh no, we're done. I figured you'd you'd either pick that or um, the one I'm gonna go with now, and I would go with whatever the other one was. Damn. And mine is like the mercifully brief scene of like sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to do it, did it was, they? Well, d- yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be really bad for him to just go, "Hey, Nazi guys." Oh, well, now that I said that out loud, probably could have just gotten away with Nazism. Mm-hmm. But they were bad Nazis. It's true not like Stroheim. Yeah, Stroheim's an okay one. He just genocided that village last episode. Yeah, he's all right and made that girl suck his open wound. Ugh. You know, he's he's alright. He's an okay Nazi. He's not He's okay. very clean. Yeah, he's not yeah, <laughs> too clean. Yeah. Oh god, I know it's coming. Oh, don't look at me with those eyes. Don't look at me with those eyes. So Nick. Oh no. <sighs> Predictions. Um, so they're in a base with a godlike Monster man. I actually have no idea what's going to happen. You remember how last time I was saying, yeah, I remember some things. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is coming to mind. God damn it. Okay, Joseph will use his cunning against the Aztec god. Uh, yep, seems reasonable to assume. Yeah. Uh, and he will escape. Who will with... escape? I reckon he'll escape with Speedwagon and Stroheim. Uh, Stroheim will then go, nah, peace out, I'm off. German technology for the woo And then like... That seems like something he'd do. Yeah, and just peace out. Uh, without... Any sort of thanks or consolation. He'll then go back to Germany or something and say, hey, we found like a massive dude. We need more men. And then try and take him back or some shit like that. Okay. Joseph will take Speedwagon back to Granny Arena. Oh, no, 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 no. I got it. Joseph will go back to Granny Arena and then go to Brazil. Was it Brazil? Was what Brazil? The-, the masks. No, that was Mexico as well. Okay, so they were both in Mexico. Yeah. Ah, oh, maybe you won't take him back. Maybe they'll just go straight to the... the ruins. Yeah, the ruins. Uh, <laughs> just try and unlock the mystery that has presented itself. Ooh. I don't know where the lady or Do the other... action guy. archaeology. Yeah, I don't know where the lady or the other guy are going to fit into this somehow from the opening. But, you know, it'll be alright. Yeah. It'll be okay. I'm sure it'll work out fine for Stroheim and... Okay. Not for the shit Nazis. The shit Nazis were the worst. <laughs> there are going to be so many times where I can call them shit Nazis. Yeah. Looking forward to making fun of Nazis. I mean, there are just so few opportunities for it. There them. really aren't enough opportunities to call Nazis massive tools. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably my prediction is Joseph will get out with Speedwagon, probably go to Brazil straight away. No, there's no Brazil. Go to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Stroheim will... Fuck off, basically. Be like he'll this go back to rival slash G- antagonist. Yeah. He'll just go away and be like, ah... I know what I must do. I well, have uh, gotten away with it too if I weren't for those meddling Joe stars. What? Oh what if he meets up with Hitler and is like Okay, Hitler's not in this part, I'll tell you. Damn about it. That. Okay. I was just hoping we get like a really shitty Hitler of just like, I have I have news and then you just got Hitler just sitting there with like Lifting half, weights. No, like half of the top of him is like all black and then he's super like uh skinny. But he's there like that. Steepling like, his fingers. With the triangle of evil or pyramid of death or whatever you call it perfectly ready to hand out some advice ah, and you really, see a little smirk pillow. and that's it and then was the fourth person Smokey. now nah, smoky's not gonna show up okay yeah oh that's right yeah uh aztec guy santana shit what's gonna happen to him Ooh, he could die maybe he'll die no he won't die he's there's no way he'll die he just fit through a vent that was four by 20 centimeters he did so doubt he'll die maybe joseph when he escapes santana will go back to his friends in the ruins Oh, he can finally be happy. <laughs> <laughs> he'll finally live the life he always wanted. It'll either be that or it'll go on a killing rampage in Mexico. Seems reasonable to assume. And then he'll take on a whole bunch of other German secret bases. Oh, maybe all them have, like, other Pillarmen, Or maybe other masks. Oh, maybe the one vampire guy who had the mask on, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe he goes and finds another secret base. And then he finds more vampire dudes that are in captivity and they become his army. Oh. Oh. I'd be down for that. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Those are my predictions. If you like the show, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com or find us at, at the same on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like Nazis, you can go see a therapist. Yep. If you're like, if you a Nazi, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Don't listen to our show, you piece of shit. <laughs> whoa, whoa. If they're okay Nazis. No, there. there are no okay Nazis. Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> just not enough times to make nasty jokes we still haven't picked a theme song at this point nope but we we'll hopefully cre- we'll have by the time this episode we'll comes out we'll credit it maybe future Liam will yeah, yeah I'll, I'll add him a credit note at the end of the episode okay cool yeah yeah okay until next time to be, to continue. be continued we almost synced that up perfectly but we didn't yeah That music was Hot Mustard by S-Strong. And now, your regularly scheduled B-roll. Uh, is part one Sonochino no Sadame? Yes. Okay, hang on. Give me some lyrics. Give me some lyrics. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. <coughs> Dramatically. Jojo. Jojo. Twin Stars through the heavens. Stir the surface of light and darkness. Their ripples echo together. The sun leads those who seek the path of glory, demanding a sacrifice from all who pursue their ambition. Jojo. Jojo. Throbbing, hearts burn as if a flame, the pulse which beats forth from their palms, the courage which runs through their veins bravely embracing their fate. The fate of that blood. Jo. Jo. The die is cast. He can do nothing but advance. Ooh, that The right. second verse isn't in the, the opening. Ah, well. The eternally wandering adventurer tumbles through a bizarre spiral. It should have been the bizarre spiral. A golden soul for the man who conquers the spheres, fighting for the two who met fight. Jojo, Jojo. The curtain rises on an endless tale. Let the sparks as lies clash cast light on the days of your youth. May fortune shine on the future you bring. The fate of that blood. Jojo. Joe! Uh, oh my god, there's so much of it! Why is there so much of this? Okay, hang on. Okay. Two fates not into one, inseparably. It all began at that moment. Throbbing hearts burn as if aflame. The pulse which beats forth from their palms, bravely embracing their fate. The curtain rises on an endless tale. Let the sparks as lies clash cast light on the days of your youth. May fortune shine on the future you bring. The fate of that blood. Joe. Joe Joe. Joe Joe. Thank you, I'm here all week. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>